Good morning, everyone. It's my joy to be here again, and today I'm not alone. I'm married, and today I'm here with my wife, with our second-born daughter, who is a miracle to us. Uh, she likes singing, but today I'm not going to give an opportunity because of time. Okay, let me, I'll, I'll redeem my time. So let me just, let me just ask her to come and uh, just sing. Because if, if, if she doesn't, I'll be in trouble. So Joy, just come and then I'll introduce uh, mom and then we, we continue. My name is Blessed Joy. There is peace in Christ. When we walk with him to the streets of Galilee, to Jerusalem, he gives us hope when hope is gone. He gives us strength when we can't go on. He gives us shelter. In the storms of life, when there's no peace on earth, there is peace in Christ. We, we, we sincerely thank God because of this girl. Uh, last year, a month like this, it was very tough for us as a family. If you, she was very sick in hospital. She stayed in ICU for 11 days, and the doctors had given up on her. But we thank God today as she sings before us. As a family, we sincerely thank God. And that's why I say that if I don't give an opportunity, I will be in trouble. Uh, let, me just, uh, in, uh, let me just ask my wife, wherever she is, to just wave at the front runners. That is my wife. We've been married for the last... Uh, we've been married for the last uh, 13 years. She's correcting. Actually, she's telling me 14 years. <laughs> so we, we thank God. We have two girls. Our firstborn is eight, uh, 12 years. She actually turned 12 years uh, on Saturday last week. And blessed joy, she's uh, eight years. And we thank God. Hope is not here. She also loves singing. And we thank God. So today, um, I, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to be the one ministering the word of God today. And uh, it's my honor to be here. Today, I've been here. Today is not the first time I've been here. And I really thank God. So today, we just go straight to the word of God because of time. And I'll be sharing from 
of course, from the theme of the month, uh, Open Doors. And today we will be looking at um, the life of Jesus, the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. And actually today when, uh, when I was preparing, I, my topic, I just gave the topic a, a question. And the question is, who is your role model? As a believer, who is your role model? You know, when I was growing up, as a young man, I had a role model in my life. And it happened to be my dad. And when I was, when I was at the age of 14 years, my dad had already influenced me to do some things that I don't want to mention them here on, on, on the altar because they were not good things. So I don't want to mention them here on the altar because they are not good. They were not holy. They were not nice. But my dad used to go to church every Sunday. And so he became my role model as a young man. And I want to thank God that when I got, when I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, I had to make him as my role model. And uh, this month, we, as a church, we are looking, uh, we, 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 it's, it's our mission month. And so I want to encourage all of us to make Jesus our role model in terms of evangelism. The month of November is our mission month, and we are looking at the, at the life of Jesus as our role model. Jesus, if you make Jesus your role model, then there are some things that you will have to do as a role model. I just thank God for the play that we have just seen. Actually, it makes my, my assignment to be very easy today. You know, when you are a role model, many people look up to you. When you call people, even to sin, they will just come. They will follow you because you are a role model. You see this lady who was acting there, she called her friends. And her friends looked up to her. And that's why they could just join. They will, they will just come to her. And she attracted so many people. She trapped so many people to sin. Because she was a role model in some point. And so today I want to challenge us to be the role model in a positive way. To call people to Christ. To go out there and evangelize. To go out there and tell people about the love of God. There are so many young people out there who need the love of God. There are so many young people out there who are lost in sin. They are lost completely in sin. And they just need someone. They just need one person. They just need a role model to go and reach them. And just call them to, to, to come to Christ. Today, it's my prayer that we will find something that we can imitate Christ as our role model. And I was, as I was preparing, there are three things that I, I looked at, at the life of Jesus. Jesus was a teacher of the word of God. Jesus preached the word of God. And Jesus healed every diseases. 
when you read in the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 and when you also read in the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 verse 35 the bible says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness when you read in Mark chapter 1 verse 21 then Jesus and his companions went to Capernaum and as soon as the Sabbath began, Jesus entered the synagogue and began to teach. Those are, those are some things that Jesus did. He had three agendas in this world. The first agenda was to preach the gospel which is the good news. He taught the word of God. And the Bible says that he healed every disease and sickness. Friends, Jesus as our role model, we must continue the work that he did. He preached the good news he was a role model to many and that is what he did. And this, and this, is, the, this is the assignment that he left for us to, to continue. Today we are, going to, uh, we are going to see Jesus encountering with a Samaritan woman. In the book of John chapter 4, that's where we are going to read. Actually, let's just go there in the book of John chapter the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I will read verse 1. The Bible says, The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned, when the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sichar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, uh, to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it itself, from, from, from it himself? as did also his sons and his flocks and herds. 
Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have, you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we, wo we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Then just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? I just want to speak today about the encounter of Jesus and this Samaritan woman. We need to understand some background between the Jews and the Samaritans. The Jews and the Samaritans not easy, but Jesus had to break the barrier. You know, most of us, we want to, we want to evangelize to the people who are familiar to us. It is very easy for you to, uh, to evangelize to the people who are familiar to you. That, that, be, that conversation, be, it, it becomes easy. But I want to encourage us today that evangelism, we are called to reach out to the lost. The Bible doesn't, the Bible doesn't tell us to reach out to specific people or to reach out to the people that we are familiar at. The Bible says that we have been called to reach out to the lost. So even as I share today, I want to encourage you. Those people that you feel like they don't need the gospel. Those people, those friends of yours that are deep in drugs. Those people that are deep in uh, adultery. That, those people that are deep in things that you feel like this one you don't want to associate with. You see, Jesus, the culture did not allow him even to associate with this a Samaritan woman. But Jesus could not allow the culture to divine him. He knew what he was 
called to do. He knew what he was he knew what he was supposed to do. And that's why when the Samaritan when, when the conversation begins, Jesus uh, the Samaritan woman tells Jesus that I don't you know that I am a Samaritan. Don't you know that we don't have anything in common? So the, the Samaritan woman, in other words, is trying to remind Jesus that Jesus, you are a Jew and you need to know that we have nothing in common. So, because we have nothing in common, actually there is, I, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed even to give you an ear. I'm not supposed to, uh, to give you an ear. And this woman was not only you know, Jesus was facing two challenges here. The first challenge, it is this woman being a Samaritan. The Jews and the Samaritan, they, they, they don't have anything in common. And not only that, he was also facing the challenge of this woman being known in Samaria. She was known. Not in a good way. She was known in a very bad way because she was, she, she, was an, she was an adulterer. I can, it, 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 for the lack of good words, she was an adulterer. And when the conversation begins, Jesus tells her to go, and, uh, uh, to go and call the husband. And the woman tells Jesus, I have no husband. And Jesus tells her, you have said the truth. Because even the, the, husband, that you have, the, the husband that you have right now is the fifth husband. So what, what does he tell you? This was somebody who was known in that village. He was, she was known in that village, not in a good way. But still Jesus, this woman was the reason why Jesus Christ had to go through Samaria. And Jesus decides to spend time with this woman who is known in the village. This woman who is not good. This woman who is adulterous. And Jesus decides to spend time with her. Did Jesus encounter obstacles doing evangelism? My answer is yes. The Bible says that he was tired as he was from the journey. He sat down at the well at, at, at noon. He faced the cultural background. But did he stop evangelizing? No, he never stopped evangelizing. Most of us today, if we face an obstacle, if we face any challenge of evangelism, maybe you've just gone out there, you have just shared the gospel with someone and they have turned you away, you, you have the reason to say now because uh, I, 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 because I tried to, 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 to evangelize and I was, I, I, no, one, no one listened to me. Now you say because of that, I am not going to evangelize. I'm not, I'm not going to do any evangelism. Friends, evangelism has got challenges. But Jesus has told us in the book of Matthew that he will be with us. He has given us the authority. He has given us the power and authority. And not only the power and authority, he has also promised to be with us. He has promised to be with us. He says in the book of Matthew that go, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus has promised to be with us. Even despite the challenges that we, we face as we do evangelism, Jesus has promised to be with us. We have been called to reach out to the lost. We have been called to reach out to those people who have been bound in, 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 in drugs. We have been called out, we have been called to reach out to the people, to the young people who are getting lost in the world. We just saw the play. The world is just offering things that are trapping young men. The world is offering alcohol. The world is offering many, many things. But Jesus has called us to reach out to the lost, to tell them to come to Jesus, to tell them to come to the saving grace of God. Jesus has promised to be with us. So you don't have to fear because, someone, because you tried to reach out to somebody and they, turned, and they turned you away. They told you that, by, by, by the way, you don't have anything. By the way, which school have you gone? Which Bible school have you gone? Which, 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 which Bible school have you gone? You don't have to go to Bible school to reach out to the lost. You don't have to go to Bible school to, to tell other young people about the love of God. The world... The world is lost. The world is lost. We need to evangelize. We need to reach out to the young people. We need to reach out to our family members. We have all opportunities. We have the doors to reach out. We have the promise of Jesus that he will be with us to the end of the age. In Matthew 28, 16 to 19. So the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came up and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus has promised us that he will be with us. He has just promised us, he has told us to go and reach out. The challenge of, uh, the challenge of most of us, we want to, Go save the world. We want to go save the world. And that's why when we go out and when we reach out to, to, the, to a sinner and when they don't come to the... When they don't accept Jesus Christ, we get frustrated, we get disappointed because one, we think that we have been called to save the world. Friends, we have, we have not been called to save the world. We have been called to go into the world and preach. We have been called to go and preach. We have been called to go and share the love of God. The work of saving, it is not our part. The, the work of saving is not our call. The, the, the work of saving is 
in the hands of God. It is God who saves people. It is God who draws sinners to himself. It is our responsibility. It is our role just to go and share with them the love of God. Just to call them. You see the play. She was just calling them. She was just calling them. So our call is to go. Just to go and call them. Just go and tell them. It is not our role to save them. The role of saving is the work of God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus had three things. He preached the gospel. He taught the word of God. And he healed every sickness, every disease. So that is our responsibility. That is our role as believers, as young people. We have been called to reach out. The work of saving is not our business. It is the business of God himself. So the most important thing, even as we go, the most important thing, even as we go, we need to be prayerful. We need to ask God to bring someone in our knowledge, to bring someone that needs the grace of salvation and just pray and tell God and commit that person to God in prayer. I thank God for the skits. We saw the power of prayer. When the, when the, people, were, when the people were trapped in sin, there is one person who knew that these people have been trapped into sin. And she knew that the only thing that uh, is going to help these people come out of the sin is through prayer. So do not underrate the power of prayer. Do not underrate prayer even as we go to reach out, even as we go to share the word of God, even as we go to share the love of God. Do not go without calling on God. Do not go with your own strength. Be at a place of prayer because it is God who saves people. It's God by his grace who saves people. And when we pray, when we call on God on their behalf, God will come through and he will set them free. It is by the power of God. It is by the power of prayer that people will be set free. So it is not our responsibility. It is not our role to save people. It is our role to pray and to go. Jesus told his disciples, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So when we begin to go, we will see God going with us. Until we go, we will not see the power of God. Until we go, we will not see God at work. Until we go, we will not see people getting saved. So it is us to go. And when we go, we share the love of God. We share our story. We share what God has done in our lives. But if we don't go, we will continue seeing people getting lost in sin. Our friends, our family members, our neighbors, we will see them getting lost in sin. And so even as we continue with this month, being a mission month, just have some people in mind, the people that you know, the people that you feel like 
they need Jesus Christ. You can begin just by putting their names down and just praying over their lives. Just pray. Just breaking every bondage of sin. They are in bondage. And you know what bondage, uh, what bondage will do in your life? It will confuse you. But when we begin to pray for them, the Lord will break the bondage. The, God, the Lord will break the bondage and he will set them free. Just as we saw the play. Prayer works, friends. Some of us, to stand before you, it is as a result of prayer. As I said earlier, when I was growing up, my father was my role model. Young people, most of them, they want to make their father their role model. And so at the age of 14, because my father was my role model, I began to do some things that were not good. Thank God for my mother. Because she knew, she knew the Lord. My mother could fast and pray because of me. She prayed. She prayed over me. She prayed and told God that God, uh, that God, uh, my son will not get lost in sin. Some of us here, as we stand before you, it is as a result of prayer. Personally, I got saved when I was drunk. Totally drunk. I got saved when I was drunk. You know, how you don't understand yourself. Actually, the people who led me to Christ, they almost refused. Because I was, I was totally drunk. Kabisa, completely drunk. And I, I, I never got saved the, the first day I received the message. It took some years. Actually, when I, when, when, when I went to get saved, I took my... I, I had people singing, worship. I just had people worshiping in our neighborhood. And so the power of God attracted me. I went in the house when people, when actually they were young people, when they, the young people singing unto the Lord, just uh, pouring their hearts to God, worshiping God. And I felt the power of God. I took myself there. I went and told them. I actually, I interrupted the meeting. You get into the worship service. People are lifting their hands, worshiping God. And you know, you, someone drunk is coming in, in, in the meeting and he tells them, stop first, I want to receive Jesus Christ. That was my encounter with the Lord. That's how I encountered the Lord. That is how I got saved. So they were not, they were not like, is it serious? Are you serious? Because they knew me. I was like that Samaritan woman in the village, they knew me. As a wrong, as a, as a, as a wrong young man. They knew me. So every, no one could even want to associate with me. So when I entered the house, they were like, is it real? Is it serious? Are you, do you know what you're saying? Don't you know this is a meeting of, uh, of, of, of believers, the saints? What are you coming to do here? You're, are you confused? Do you know what you have come to do here? I entered the house. They prayed for me. I stayed the rest of the time there. I went home still drunk. Thank God because of those young, young people who were worshiping God. They followed me up. When I gave my life to Christ, they followed me up. They introduced me to something that was so key for me. And I believe, I strongly believe that that is what has made me to stand up today. They introduced me to prayer. 
they told me you cannot do without prayer. And that's why I began praying and just uh, asking God to help me. Asking God to make me stand. Asking God that I will be someone who will also reach out to many. I have seen God. So there is power in prayer, friends. So as we reach out, as we think of people, those people that you feel like they don't need the love of God, I know you have at least, you know you have people in, in your area, you have people in your family, you have people that you feel like uh, this, uh, actually, even this one, yes, those are the people that Jesus came for. He never came for the, for, uh, he never came for, for the saints, he came for the sinners. That is the good news, that Jesus never came for the saints. He came for the sinners. He came for the sinners. He came for those people who are lost in sin. That is the people that Jesus came for. And I, I, I believe you have some people that you know. That you feel like they need the love of God. This month being the mission month. I just want us to commit those people to God in prayer. Even as we come to the end. Do not be afraid. Remember, you are not alone. You are with Jesus. As you evangelize, as you reach to them, remember that you are not alone. We have been called to reach to the lost. That's the business about the kingdom of God. Saving is not your business. Sharing the love is your business. I want us to stand on our feet. And in your own words, in your own words, maybe some of you, you are like me. Today you are standing here because of someone who stood in the gap and prayed. Actually, if it's not by the power of God, most of us here, maybe we could be in the grave today. But it's because of the saving grace. I've sat with my brother Ishmael. He has told me his story. And I only say it's just by the grace of God. Most of us here, it is just by the grace of God that we are alive today. We are living today because of that grace of God. There is someone that is coming in your mind even right now as we, as we share. Just ask God that the grace of God will just come upon that person. The saving grace will come upon that person. Because it is not our work to save. It is the work of God to save. And even as we pray for them, even as we make a prayer for them, ask the Lord that he will help you to go and reach out to that person and tell them about the love of God. Because that is the great commission that the Lord has called us to do. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just open our mouth and just tell God. Ask God for the saving grace. Ask God for that person that you feel like they need the saving grace. That drunkard person in your estate, that drunkard person in your community, that non-person, 
ask for God to come down by His grace and just save them by His grace. It is by God's grace. So just, just, just open your mouth and tell God, ask God for the saving grace to come down even right now. And maybe you are, here, you, you are here and you have not experienced that grace. You have not experienced that love of God. You are here, you are not born again. The saving grace is right here to save you. The saving grace is right here to change your life. The saving grace is right here to transform your life so that you can go out there and transform others. So that you can go there and tell others about your story. And as you tell them about your story, the Lord is going to use your story even to change their life. I have given people my story and many people have given their lives to Christ because of my story that I have given them. So you can just go ahead and open your mouth and tell God that God may your saving grace come down today and save that person that you feel like he needs the saving grace. Maybe it's your friend, maybe it's your cousin, maybe it's your relative. They need the saving grace. Go ahead and just ask God that the saving grace will come down even right now and minister to those people right now in the mighty name of the Lord. Just go ahead and open your mouth and tell God to minister to that person, to, the, to, to touch that person wherever they are, even right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the saving grace. We thank you for the saving grace, Lord. It is by the saving grace that, um, that most of us are standing here today. Father, we thank you for that grace, oh God, that was available for us, King of Glory. It is by your grace, oh God. It's not by anything that God we have done for us to deserve this, uh, to, to, to deserve salvation. But it is by your saving grace. Father, you saved me when I was drunk. You saved me, Lord Jesus. When I was completely drunk. And Lord, up to today, I can testify of your greatness, Lord. And it's just by the grace of God that saved me, King of glory. And Father, I want to thank you for that saving grace, oh God Almighty. How I pray, King of kings, that Lord, you will provide that saving grace even to our relatives, oh God. To our friends, King of glory, who do not know you, Jehovah God. Those people that, Lord, you're bringing into our mind right now. Father, we pray in the name of the Lord. We commit them to you, Lord. That Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, even as we go to share with them the gospel and the love of Christ, Lord, we pray that the saving grace will come down upon them, Lord, and you will touch them, Lord, by your power and by your grace, because you are the Lord who saves King of glory. It is not our work to save, but it is our work to share your love. It is our role and responsibility to tell them our stories. Father, we thank you because of the saving grace that is available even right now. And Father, if there is anyone in our midst, oh God, they do not know you, Lord. They do not have a relationship with you. We thank you for the saving grace that is available right now. It begins with us, oh God, so that we may go out there and tell others about our stories and tell others about the saving grace. It begins with us, Lord Jesus. Father, if there is anyone right now in our midst, Lord, who do not have a relationship with you, how I pray, Heavenly Father, King of glory, that, Lord, no one is going to get lost, O oh God, in this world, King of glory, because this world, O oh God, is offering things that God will, that, that leads to destruction. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord that no one will get lost, King of glory. Father, we pray for that saving grace even to be present right now in the name of the Lord. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Minister to each and every one of us right now. You are here this afternoon. You know very well that you don't have a relationship with Christ. All our eyes closed because now we are in a very serious business. You know very well that you don't have a relationship with Christ. And you are saying in your spirit, you are saying in your heart that today is the day of my salvation. It's about you and God. It's about you with eternity. There is life after death. There's a place where we are going. There's a place for each and every one of us. You are here and you are saying, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Christ. If I die today, I don't have the assurance of getting to heaven. You know that. And you are saying that I want to give my life to Christ today. Without, uh, without any fear, without looking around, without uh, doing anything. It's about you and God. It's not about your friends. It's not about your parents. It's not about your pastor. It is not about anyone, but it's about you with God. That's where it begins. Without any fear. I would like to pray with you. Just lift your hand. And as you lift your hand, I'm going to pray with you right now and right here. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for your salvation. The Lord is here to minister to you. He wants to save you. He wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you. He wants to transform your life. So that you may also go there. So that you may also go out there and tell others about Jesus. You are here. You are not born again. And you want to surrender your life to Christ. You want to commit your life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand wherever you are. There is one. Just lift your hand. Just lift it high so that I can see it. Anyone that want to anyone who, want, who wants to join that sister? We thank God for I just want to ask the, someone to stand with that sister to pray with her. We want to pray for her right now. We thank God for one soul. By, by the way, Jesus says he's just he if, 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 if one soul God is not interested with many he's just interested with one soul the Bible says that uh, there is a celebration in heaven when one soul when one soul gives the life to Christ so we want to celebrate with that sister we want to thank God for that sister and we thank God for the saving grace that is right here so I just want to 
ask those sisters who are praying with her to just help her. Just pray with her. Yeah, pray with her the Lord's, uh, the Lord's prayer. And if there is anyone who, who, who would like to join that sister, you are free. We will be here. If you want to give your life to Christ, we will not rush. We will not be in a hurry. If you want to give your life to Christ, that is the most important thing. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for that one soul that is giving her life to you. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. The Lord God Almighty, there's a celebration in heaven as your word says. Father, we want to join with heavens to celebrate that one soul that has given her life to you. We thank you, God Almighty, because of what you've done in the name of the Lord. We thank you and we bless you, King of glory. Let's just join the heaven as we celebrate that soul that has come to the Lord today. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the saving grace. Thank you for saving that sister. We want to appreciate you, Lord, in Jesus' name.